Happy Wednesday, y'all. Welcome to WWT Live. We're going to be talking about and NXT has a new sheriff in town and WWE is going to Netflix. We're going to talk about it. All that and more coming up next. What's up, guys? It's your girl, Red Velvet, from straight out of your mama's kitchen, doing what I do best, stirring it up. And you are now watching Women's Wrestling Talk. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, What up, y'all? Happy Wednesday, happy Wednesday. My name is TK Trinidad, and I'm not alone. He's not the sheriff, but professor's in the building. Go forward. Go forward. Hey, hey. Hey, hey, TK. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm definitely not the sheriff, and I didn't shoot the deputy either. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually have to tell you some remind me about that because I have some news about that that has nothing to do with wrestling, but it's good news. So, Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You okay. just reminded me that I forgot to tell you. Anywho. Very good. Very uh, good. good news. I mean, yesterday had a lot of things going on. Um, so, I mean, do you want to get just jump into the Netflix of it all? Let's dig in. It's one of the reasons why I wore this sweatshirt, because we're talking millions, billions and trillions of dollars being transferred with this massive announcement about the WWE and Monday Night Raw. So let's just kind of walk back. You know, if you remember about a year or so ago. Yeah, it was a year ago, January of 2023, where Vince McMahon came back into the picture for WWE, came back to the board of directors, and his whole job was to ensure that the whole media rights conversation for all of these WWE properties would take place. So that included Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. Over time, that involved the WWE being sold to Endeavor, creating this new company called TKO. And from there, we started to see some different media rights things happen. So SmackDown is moving to USA uh, after five years with Fox. That mm -hmm. deal uh, with Fox was $1 billion over five years. They managed to get that with USA for $1.5 billion. I'm mentioning these numbers for reasons, guys. So there's that. Uh, NXT got a new deal. They'll be leaving the USA Network in October, and they'll be heading to the CW. The amount is relatively undisclosed, though it's believed it's around $30 million a year, which is literally double what they're doing right now. And it's putting them on broadcast television for the first time. So that led to the question, where would Monday Night Raw go? There was a lot of conversation about the where. As a matter of fact, a lot of... Um, News sites, I think, got a lot of clickbait talking about the idea that it could be Warner Brothers Discovery and what would happen to AEW. Mm -hmm. All of the things they talked about Amazon, they talked about Disney. Well, it's official Monday Night Raw, or should we just say WWE Raw, is going to Netflix beginning January 2025. Now, let's talk about the details of this. For one, 
This is the first time in the 31-year history of Monday Night Raw that Raw is not on linear television, meaning it's not on cable. It's not on any of those places you turn on television. It will be exclusively on the streaming platform of Netflix. This is also major for Netflix because Netflix has been getting more into live broadcast. They've got a number of live award shows they've been doing as of late. Uh, mm -hmm. They've been coming a destination for live programming. But this will be the first time that they're doing a live weekly episodic show. This is a big deal. The other thing is they've signed on for a 10-year deal where they're basically now getting $500 million a year for Monday Night Raw, which equates to $5 billion, 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 $5 billion over 10 years. Now, here's what happens. There's a five-year option in there where at year five, if Netflix doesn't want to do it anymore, they can get out of the deal. If not, They'll obviously go to the 10-year mark. Either way, $500 million a year for Monday Night Raw, get this, is twice what WWE is currently getting for Monday Night Raw, which means Monday Night Raw is currently bringing in $250 million a year. That's going to double. That's insane. So the WWE is making a massive move here. And uh, it's huge congratulations to them. People may not like Vince McMahon's return, but this was the whole point of it. And so, yeah, we're in a new day. January 2025, Raw moves to Netflix. And we'll eventually talk about whether or not that will be uh, a Monday exclusive deal again or not. But I think this is another forward-thinking move by the WWE. It's one of the reasons why they are uh, the leader in all things sports entertainment and pro wrestling because of these kinds of deals. You know, it was 1993 where they became the first pro major pro wrestling network to go live on a weekly basis with Monday Night Raw. Then, of course, in 2014, they introduced the WWE Network, which at that point, no pro wrestling company was doing streaming. So there's mm -hmm. that. And now we're in this place where they're putting their weekly episodic television series on Netflix, another game-changing move. And I wonder, too, if this is beneficial for, for Netflix. So, I mean, like you were saying before, Netflix is doing um, a lot of live events. And, um, I mean, we're not even getting to the prices. The prices of it for them have been going up. They changed, you know, how you can share. You can't share passwords, allegedly. Hit me up on the right. DMs, I'll tell you. Um, but um, you can't do all of that stuff. But you're also seeing that they're not doing as much uh, original programming like they used to. A lot of the, the a lot of the stuff that's that's um, Netflix is streaming now is like a production company makes it, they buy it, and then they sure. put it there. So they're not really doing the producing of their own content per se. Um, so um, having a deal like this, where you know, you know, and you know, for the people who hate it, I, I've been around this block a little bit, probably you a lot more, where it's mm -hmm. like I hate it, I'm not watching it anymore, and. Then and then you watch anyway. So, mm -hmm. you know, they're going to bring in a because it's the same thing with Peacock. Like how many times have you gone right. on Peacock for um, the pay-per-view? And then and I don't go on Peacock too often because quite frankly, I actually forget about it until there is a pay-per-view. And mm -hmm. then you realize like, oh, there's a couple of shows in, that I end up watching a couple of things within or around that time because I might go back and rewatch. Um, which, and, you know, Netflix is a lot bigger platform than Peacock. So I think Netflix as well, 
um, they're going to see it, an uptake um, in their in their subscription. So I Absolutely. think it's a it's it, and then um, I was listening to the interview with uh, Nick Khan this morning, mm-hmm. and and I also watched um, there was something that the, the Netflix CEO said where there's going to be two different models. Apparently, I didn't even know yes. that they had a um, a model free uh, and yeah the, yeah. So is that new? Well, it's not necessary. It's part of the this kind of they have a premium and a non-premium. So here's kind of the some of the other details, because what I also realized by looking at some of the comments is the beauty of WWT Live is we actually have a global audience. So Mm -hmm. let's talk to that, because this does impact globally differently. So in the U.S., Monday Night Raw will be exclusive to Netflix. As I mentioned before, SmackDown will be on the USA Network. Uh, PLEs for the U.S. will still be on Peacock. So for the U.S., the only thing that will change in 2025 outside of destinations for SmackDown and uh, NXT will be Raw. But what happens for you internationally, this is important. Because pretty much everything WWE is going to Netflix. So that's going to include SmackDown. It's going to include the PLEs. Now, what most people may not realize is when the WWE Network went away domestically, it still was going on internationally. Right. All, all of that is going into Netflix. So Netflix is going to be your home for the WWE internationally. Um, so that is a pretty major deal and they mentioned several of the countries i want to see if i have them all in front of me if i don't just trust I me think, what I uh, nick Khan said in india uh it's, is one of them. i know it's canada the uk uh a number of different places and I'll, I'll make sure we get that at some point for you guys but that's important to know is that international oh there it is it's the u.s canada the uk and latin america there will be other territories and additional countries and regions that will be added over time So again, uh, as I mentioned, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, PLEs. Also, uh, there are going to be documentaries that are coming and other types of projects that's going to be internationally available on Netflix. So Netflix is going to be a major deal for those Mm -hmm. of you in any of those places that I just mentioned. And it's crazy. I know, obviously, this is a wrestling channel, not a business channel. But, you know, I I don't know if I was talking to somebody else about this, but how um, you have to evolve with the times. Like, yes. you know, you if you watch the blockbuster um, movie, right, they dominated and then things were changing and they just stayed the same. And now they're right. one blockbuster in Oregon, I think it is. That's and it. with Netflix, it's like everything is a lot faster. And I think they saw the writing on the wall as far as the model, model that they had five years ago versus the model right. that they have now. Um, right. And, you know, uh, I always um, shout out to Kevin Ondegaro for AfterBuzz because I always remember he said that you always want to partner up or partner mm-hmm. beside in order to continue growing. And what Absolutely. Netflix is doing is like, you're partnering with a very big, big brand. Yeah, we're not in yes. the wrestling space, but we have this thing. Yes. And if they don't do something else with it, I mean, you know, it could, you know, Netflix, and not it's not on that verge, but they mm-hmm. also had massive layoffs last year, um, yeah. a lot of different departments, and they're trying mm-hmm. different things here and there. If you're if you're in the LinkedIn universe, they're trying a lot of different gaming stuff and stuff like that. So they're trying to figure out a way to continue making them relevant as their prices are getting higher and people are now reverse cutting the cord. So, so. let's let's talk about that because I did hear uh, some in the IWC were upset about this because they were saying, 
oh my God, it's going to be more expensive to watch Raw than it is to watch PLEs because of Netflix's, you know, monthly subscription charge versus uh, what we see with with Peacock. Peacock is like mm-hmm. five ninety nine. Netflix it, Netflix can be like sixteen ninety nine or ten ninety nine. Nine ninety nine without commercials and five ninety nine with yeah. commercials. From that right, day. right, something like that. So to to that end, I would say a couple of things. For one, um, those people must not be fans of AEW. Let's just start there because AEW has been doing. $50 pay-per-views mm-hmm. and those $50 pay-per-views at one point were only three times a year. But once we got to May of last year, they literally ran a pay-per-view every month mm-hmm. for 50 bucks. So if the concern is economically, what in the world Peacock is doing in, com- excuse me, what, what Netflix is doing in comparison to AEW, there's still not a comparison there. So there's that. The other thing, which I think you mentioned, and I think it's so important, is it is important for businesses to really progress forward and be able to see what's ahead. Mm-hmm. I honestly believe that that is one of the reasons why WWE has been number one for so long. Whether you like their in-ring content or not, it's been their business acumen that has made you go, oh, snap, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. You know, Again, think about it. In Well, most don't remember. Monday Night Raw, when Monday Night Raw came on in 93, there was no live weekly re- wrestling television show. Everything was pre-recorded. Everything was in the can for every organization. It challenged WCW to eventually go live with Nitro in 95. And then all of a sudden, live became the way for most wrestling companies. You know, mm-hmm. Then in 2014, when they did the WWE Network, think about the hit that they took. Uh, which I don't know that they ever really broke even with the WWE Network, which is why they moved it to Peacock, mm-hmm. because they went from that $50 pay-per-view model to $9.99 a month with all of this content, which was a massive win for consumers. But it was mm-hmm. also forward thinking in terms of how people would consume content. So, again, they have done an amazing job in terms of thinking forward when it comes to business. Netflix is the next reasonable move. And mm-hmm. I think the the fact that other promotions hadn't seen that yet um, is just another reminder of how business-wise WWE really does lead the way, whether you like their content or not, whether you like how they do business or not. They have brilliant minds with them that are able to see where the industry is moving and they're able to make that lead that way. Yeah, I mean, it's also talking about like, the cutting the cord of it all, right? Um, I don't know how you watch AEW or NXT or thing, but I have a a, a live streaming Hulu, Hulu account, right? And me to too. me, Hulu, me like, if you're, yeah, if you're gonna have if you're gonna have certain subscriptions, I mean, low key, I have Netflix, but I don't pay for Netflix. Um, but if you're gonna pay, <laughs> if you're gonna pay for, <laughs> tell the world, industry. um, <laughs> it's a perk of being the entertainment industry. So if you're gonna pay for something, um, you know, Hulu, obviously, because it has all the channels, most of the channels that right. you need, um, right. Netflix, and you know, maybe one other one like Prime or Peacock or whatever you kind of, you know, some people have it all. Um, I have it all. Huge tax write off, by the way, if you do, if you do have those um, subscriptions, um, very true, and watch it for a reason. 
Um, right. But I think between all of them, it probably would have been between Netflix and Prime. And now mm -hmm. that I'm thinking about it, because you think about right. all the Netflix, all the networks, right? The 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 uh, USA's of it all and all that stuff. You can find those all on Hulu. And right. it feels like the big bosses, or not the big bosses, but the big things where you can kind of still house stuff is like Netflix, Prime, and you know, you're already getting stuff on who as it is, and you already have that deal with Peacock. So right. it, it it makes it makes sense. And yeah, I would definitely recommend checking out the um Nick Khan interview that he did today because he said a lot of different gems. Um mm -hmm. and I've known of him through other people who've been signed to him before he was with WWE. He's yeah. an innovator. He like, is. There's things that he came into WWE already knowing just based off of his connections, stuff like that. So right. um, I'm interested. I think there was when he first got signed on, people were just not, you know, not about it. But now, not. Uh, now, I think there's believers. Um, yeah. Before we uh, intro our, our our man from the streets, uh, shout out to Boza. Um, shout out to Sindel, shout out to Dylan, so our informational officer, uh, Bosa, our unofficial official producer, Dylan. Um, I think I saw cousin Ron on there. I was going to say Uncle yes. Ron and uh, <laughs> Eric and Eric in the chat. Shout out to y'all. Um, hold on, hold on. Um, before we get into our last story, before the professor has to, um, I guess, go into the streets too, they're trading off. That's, that's what's happening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> coming from the streets. <laughs> Seti Seds in the building. What's up, Sed? Howdy, howdy. Oh, you got the, you got the, what's my bad? You got the, got the turtleneck turtle on today? Yes, sir. We He's official. Uh -oh. <laughs> wait, wait, with, with the chain. Uh-oh. He's with been doing chain? business. He's been doing oh. business. Oh. He's official. This wow. will be uh, a rare occurrence, like the uh, like oh, yeah. bow tie every now and then. What, what's up with this? With these new hieroglyphics we got? We got some new paint, new logos. We got some new paint. We got some new logos. We got some songs mm -hmm. coming up. You know, I thought I see how you're deflecting. It seems like you've, uh, you know, you're. It seems like you're ready for to get yourself a sugar mama. That's what it I'm looks a, like. I'm a, I'm a master of the deflect. Oh, master mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I. Uh, See, we're gonna talk about me, but you see, TK got the fresh hair for for Tampa, you know. Oh, I see, I see, I see. I'm just I see. trying to do. How many, how many hours did that hair. take? It it didn't take. It, oh God! Now we're gonna go into the black girl problems. This is precisely why I don't like going to hairstylists. However, I wanted something different that I haven't done in a few. I wanted something totally different, opposed to what I have been doing. So it took mm -hmm. it took it, it took some time. Mm -hmm. It took some time, but you know, shout out to. Netflix and Hulu and all the stuff because it doesn't take that much time when you're watching when you're watching TV. This okay. is true. So I'm I'm, 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 gonna, I'm just going to say twelve hours. Um, no, it wasn't. Which that, makes no, me there, wonder: there was did you track no additional way. twelve hours onto no your way. Tampa trip? No way. It's taking twelve hours. It took six hours, and okay. it's fine. My question um, still stands: Did, did you check on extra time to your trip in Tampa because you got the the fresh hair? No. Okay. Actually, my trip is going to be far less. Mm, so, okay. Mm, you know, well, I guess I, you're I, getting ready with the turtleneck, but let's, uh, 
I, what I think I think Sed's look is in honor of the newest member of the TKO board, and that would be The Rock. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of amazing, you know. He would normally have a black one on, but he said, "Let's go with the flesh color." You know, let's go with the like. The only thing we need to see is that the fanny pack exists. But in case you haven't heard, the other big piece of news that dropped yesterday is that TKO. Uh, the parent company of WWE is a brand new board member, and his name is The Rock, which, I mean, if you think about this, this is actually one of the most un unbelievable, unexpected moves ever. Uh, the Rock is part of the, the board of TKO. In the process, he also got full trademark right names to the trademark rights to use the name The Rock. So, again, we're talking a lot of business here, but... Obviously, one of the reasons why when people leave the WWE, they don't use the name that they had there is because the intellectual property or the IP belongs to the WWE. So it's very rare that someone, unless they're using their birth name, gets to leave WWE and make money off of that name. Mm -hmm. Now, we saw Mustafa Ali do it, which is a rarity, um, but Dolph Ziggler didn't do it. Uh, Dana Brooke didn't do it. Uh, Top Dollar didn't do it. Almost anybody who has left hasn't done it. If you'll notice, The Rock has been known as Dwayne Johnson outside of the WWE spaces. Mm -hmm. So then, That's I think it's pretty amazing that now Dwayne Johnson gets to be known as The Rock wherever. And more importantly, he gets to make money, all the money now, off of that trademark. He made something close to half a million dollars um, off of the, the merch from that last year. Now, think about that. that. That is a lot of money, but that's with no new active rock shirts. So he can make new shirts now. He can have partnerships with Roots of Fight and all these other. Oh, and for those who don't know, he got like a $30 million signing bonus to be part of the board of directors. Hmm. So he is getting Paid. And uh, he did some things with uh, Wall Street. I think it was yesterday or today. Yeah, uh, rang the bell. Yeah, rang the bell. Today, he was involved in a big corporate meeting with the staff at WWE. It was him, this picture of him, Triple H, and Nick Khan together with the, with the staff at WWE. What people may not realize is on top of the great social uh, currency that The Rock has, he's an amazing businessman owns a ton of businesses that have done very well. And the people that are on the board of TKO, one thing that they're really big on, they're big on making money. That's yeah. what their history is. They're not necessarily big on creative direction and all that other stuff, but they're big on making money. So uh, do you think Dwayne is going to make any big creative decisions? He doesn't need to. Triple H that's is there not, to do that. Yeah, that's not his. That's not what he's but, there for. Yeah, it's it's kind of almost like the the know your role type thing. I I do. I was mm -hmm. trying to look it up because he had the XFL, which obviously you knew was the Vince McMahon creation. Yeah. The Rock took it over, and then they just merged. Um, yep, which was a brilliant business decision. Right. I wonder mm -hmm. if when they merged, they're taking more of a backseat in order for Rock for the Rock to take more of an active. Like I wonder if this was all kind of in the play, where it's like, okay, well. We're not making as much money as we want to, or they already knew that they would kind of push a, a lever for the US, uh, USFL, and they already knew the partnerships would come, come about. They're kind of making money off of that IP, and then now go 
and do this with TKO. Like, I wonder if that was all kind of a two, because remember in that interview he said in um, Colorado, where he said that they did have a meeting and it didn't make sense for him to do WrestleMania last year. And, you know, there's things that, that are planned out long time in the making. Like, I wonder if that's the same business-wise as well, like all these plays that have been made from his, well, from his partnership. Going from that interview, one of the things that he said that I distinctly remember was he wanted to do something that had never been done before. He wanted to do something that was going to really shake up things and make a lot of history. And so it does make me wonder, obviously, if this is part of that decision. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the talk about the head of the table, which some people feel like, oh, well, was the board of directors that play? Well, he's not mm -hmm. the chairman of the board. That would make him the head of the table. At the board of directors, he has a seat at the table. So I think we've got two different terminologies working here. And But what I will say is, I do think that his direct involvement in the board of directors says to me he's obviously going to be far more invested in all things WWE, which says to me two things. One, we're going to see him Saturday at the Royal Rumble. Two, it's going to be Rock and Roman at WrestleMania, one way or the other. People can get upset all they want, um, but there's no way he's going to make this kind of announcement and then not follow up with something public. And I don't I know. Well, with, thank you, Professor. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. You guys, of course, can find me at Bonnerfied on all the socials. Uh, commentary work with SHW and IWE on IWTV. Got new shows there, so check that out. All Caribbean Wrestling. Uh, got a big show with them coming on February the 10th. It's called Say It Loud, a big celebration of uh, Black history and some big matches are happening there as well. That's happening here in Atlanta on February the 10th, February the 24th, an amazing show with Ashe, uh, which will feature two WWE Hall of Famers, that being Teddy Long and Ron Simmons, excited about that. Um, and a lot of other cool things that are on the way. So just follow at Bonnerfied and you can check it all out. There it is. The professor is now leaving the building to go forward. to the streets. Go forward. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Go forward. Stay out of trouble, Professor. Yes, ma'am. Be safe, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. Said he said. So a lot of things. A lot of things are happening. Our questions are kind of coming in the chat. Um, so I guess we can and uh, talk about the last thing that the professor said. So do you think that The Rock is going to make an appearance at Royal Rumble? I'm sick of Dwayne. <laughs> I'm sick of Dwayne with his his colonizer ways. This got to catch them all attitude, just taking over Did you business say colonizer and stuff ways? like this, man. We just wanted you to wrestle, man. Wow, that's all we wanted. We just wanted you to wrestle. He has the Rock property. Somehow, somehow, some way, we're going to be an unserious country at some point, and it's going to lead to Rock the vote. At at, at some at some he did point, say he wants to run for president. At some point, we're going to be so unserious, but we're just empowering. Dwayne more and more year after year and I'm not here for it but so this also makes the president no absolutely not okay. um we won't get political on here though but this does make him have the most interesting character and career arc of any wrestler of all time from mm -hmm. pretty much being homeless the whole seven bucks story to his wrestling lineage, football not working out, becoming a wrestler, not having much fanfare to becoming probably the most 
uh, emphatic performer on the mic ever going to Hollywood and coming back to the company that made you who you are to having a piece of ownership is unheard of. And you got to believe that this was done to have more ties to the rock as an entity, as a name, since he is so big time. And mm-hmm. it's going to bring more eyes to the product and anything that they're doing either um, domestically or internationally, just having him on the board, it lends to more credibility of the brand of TKO. Um, so it's a smart move overall. I don't, and you know what, to be honest, I don't know if this means that uh, more appearances, yes, but I think this puts less stock into him as a wrestler. Like, I was thinking you the can't, same thing. You can't be getting hurt if you're making big decisions on the board. So it's like it puts a lot less stock into him as a wrestler. So I would, I would be real pessimistic about him even attempting to step in the ring now. Now, if they do do the Roman thing, I still don't think it'll be at WrestleMania. And there's some news that came out today. People are speculating that it's actually going to be uh, Punk and Cody, Gunther, Seth. So I don't know where that leaves Roman. You can say Rock, but maybe they don't pull that trigger now because they can do a lot bigger stage of um, Rock, Roman, that is just completely different than WrestleMania. They can make it such of a, a big entity that it's it's a, it's its own event. So you never know. I mean, they could, the way, especially with the partnership and, you know, well, no, because UFC and boxing, they have, they, they don't just have the one-off. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I'm thinking old, I'm thinking old, like uh, Ali Frazier type stuff. Mm. Ali Frazier or um, Ali Foreman, Thriller Manila type stuff where it's in a remote location and it's built around that, like very marquee. With all the international shows that are happening this year and that have happened last year, I think that would be what they want to do as far as like something that's never happened before. Mm-hmm. I think that means it eliminates WrestleMania because WrestleMania happens every year. I don't know. You said you said you said a lot of things. You said a lot of things. And um, I don't know. I, I kind of. Uh, when when professor said and dylan i don't know if little professor's gonna be the royal rumble we'll we'll find out that would be that would be quite quite the thing but i don't think so because professor's accepting award on that day so unless his mom's gonna take him to florida um to make an appearance so we'll, we'll we'll see um yeah with with the rock signing on for tko it's kind of like remember when magic signed on for the dodgers mm-hmm. and then he also signed on um for the lakers and I think there's another sports team here in LA that he signed on for, but it was more of a percentage of it. Not, he wasn't necessarily running the things. And that's yeah, he's also a part owner of the Washington commanders. Yeah. And it's also, as I think I was listening to some interview where he was talking about why he left the Lakers and, you know, how he kind of departed and stuff like that. Um, I wonder if there's more of. Um, <laughs> that's what, it was unforgivable. That way what? he departed the Lakers. It was, I mean, he had no, we could talk about that offline. He had no other choice. I heard the interview. He had no other choice. What do you want him to do? Um, he ran the team in the mud and then bailed. He didn't bail. See, what happened was he wanted to go a different direction and management wants to go another direction and into, to maintain his, 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 um, association and friendship with the family. He decided to leave. That's essentially what he said. Like he, he he didn't want to fight it, so I'm just saying. Uh, shout to Shadow Wrangler for for joining as well. 
Um, but what I was going to say was that, um, you know, him joining, obviously it's a money move, but also it brings more attention for the people who don't normally watch wrestling, like, you know, on a weekly basis or even WrestleMania, because like I said, there have been places I've went to where people are still talking about Hulk Hogan in China. Like they have no idea what's going on now, but people do definitely still know. I think, I, I mean, I, I don't, do you think even Cena's on this point? Like, I feel like the rock is probably the in that era that people connect to wrestling that's still in mainstream media can you think of anybody else that the average person who doesn't watch who doesn't watch like wrestling but they know of wrestling like other than the rock like i would say maybe cena but it's very it just depends on the, the era yeah it depends on the era. Is, you, you mean like people that you can ask in the street like they know now, people know The Rock from his movies, but they probably know that he was a wrestler first. Is what you right. Know. Yeah, I would say the same thing about Cena. Um, there, there are people that probably legit only know Dave Batista as an actor. They yeah, probably don't no, even know him sure. as a wrestler. Yeah. But yeah, I would say The Rock and Cena are the same in that standpoint where you know he was a professional wrestler before. I don't know if people know that Cena was a professional wrestler because he did that that movie with Lil Rel, and I was talking to somebody else about it, and they had no idea that he was a wrestler. Really? Okay. Yeah. So I, I I personally think The Rock is like the last, like, I mean, there might be some crossover in the next, in the near future with, you know, Bianca with the um, reality show and stuff like that. But um, I think The Rock is probably, and I don't know, maybe the Bella Twins, if you watch Total, Total Divas, but it's still a 50-50 if you, you know, dabble into the reality show. Um, shout out to JD too. I haven't seen you in a while. Um. So I guess, so where are we both agreeing that The Rock won't be at Rumble and save it for something bigger? Yeah, I can't see it. With the news happening this week, just, I mean, unless the game plan is to, like, make sense of him being at WrestleMania, this will be the start of that. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't, like, you think he has a number? I don't think he appears in the Rumble to, like, get a shot at Roman. He just went on the mic and called his shot a couple weeks ago, so... Again, I, I don't think it'll be a mania thing. So um, I'm not going to hold out hope that he'll be at the Royal Rumble this Saturday. And we were actually talking about this, I think, on Friday, uh, Sidel. So she's saying, uh, maybe it's just me, but Dave has been uh, the best actor out of the three of them. I think we all agreed to that on Friday. Without question. Yeah. And uh, JD saying, yeah, it's not just you. Um, Bosa saying the one thing it came out of uh, elimination chamber starts at 5 a.m. Uh, do we think The Rock appears at Chamber? I think he. Uh, I don't think he's gonna appear at, cha appear at Chamber. I like. So I, I I think there's more stock in him being at the international shows with the way the crowd is. Right. Uh, for example, like The Rock's crew is far done by then. Like international shows where people like how Cena says like he wants to give people a chance who have not seen him perform in these other markets. I think that's a chance for Dwayne like to perform or at least appear in front of an international audience that hasn't seen him live before. I, I think the chamber is a good chance for that. Just like John saying he would want to retire in the O2 in London. Um, I mean, I, I see where Cena is, but the big difference between Cena and, and um, I, now I want to call him DJ. The difference between Cena and The Rock is The Rock has multiple businesses and movies and everything. And not not saying Cena's not a movie star, but The Rock has a lot more going on where timing 
and losing what 50 to 20 hours in travel. Um, I don't know what he was talking less. on. Uh, what was that? Was it on McAfee? Uh, he was saying how timing's not an issue and like he makes his own schedule, he can do what he wants. That, you that, make your that. own schedule, but you do, but you make your own schedule, but you don't make your own schedule. When you're self-employed, which essentially is what he is, you make your own schedule, but you're also beholden to that schedule if you want to make money. And yes, he has hands over fist of money. You know, I don't know what his bank account looks like. I don't think he's going to be filing for bankruptcy anytime soon. But I also don't know what his monthly and yearly spending is. He has all them kids. He has a, I think, I think they're married, fiance, wife, whatever. So, all um, that's still a lot of kids. I'm sure he's not sending the public up uh, to public school. No, probably not. So, okay. So it's, it's all still expensive. So, um, you know, you're, yeah, when you're self-employed, yeah, you make your own schedule, but then you're also working more. Like you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs. It's just kind of like you work a nine to five. You just work a nine to five. You work for your own. You're working 24 hours, 20 hours, 18 hours. Like there's no, there's no cutoff time. So it's like he, what are you reading a comment, Bosa? I'm a, I'm gonna assume you meant to say dropping hints, Bosa. Uh he was on McAfee and first take, ESPN he's dropping. <laughs> I like nuts better. On first take, he could uh be at WrestleMania 41. Um, that has no location yet. That's true. I mean, he could still apparently he's convinced us that he can still go. And so there's, poss there's possibilities. <laughs> there's a lot of people that would disagree with that sentiment. So I'm not even going to remain there. Is that there. what you're laughing at? That he can still go? Yeah, there's a lot of people that disagree with that. Um, I, I want to believe it. But like when you lift so much, much weights and you're not really doing like the athletic stuff, that becomes, it's not a muscle thing. That's like a that's like a tendon integrity thing, joint integrity thing. So no, unless you. But how do we know he's not doing that? I, I'm not saying we we don't, but I I think that would coincide with his his movie role schedule and certain things that maybe a director doesn't want to see their leading man or supporting actor do. I don't know. You matter of fact, if you in the chat, you you tell me a movie that Dwayne did his own stunts in. Well, there's that. Well, what do we got next? If I sound like a hater, it's because I am. By oh, the way. Okay. It's because because oh. I am. Well, I mean, uh, then also let us know in the chat. I mean, we have been talking about it. Uh, we we and I think we're also going to retire it after we say that. Um, uh, JD, who also works in the entertainment industry, industry, says Dwayne typically uses the same stunt double every time, which makes sense. Um, but I mean. If Ric Flair can still kind of go, what was that, two years ago? Then The Rock can definitely do something. Like, you know, I'm just saying. And I don't think, he'll, I don't think he'll embarrass himself. What? You're not talking about the last match, right? <laughs> With Jay Lethal? That's what you're talking about? <laughs> he, he was there. That, he, he was present. <laughs> you, you, he showed up. At some up. points he wasn't. At some points he wasn't, but he was oh, there. Man. Let me ask you these questions real quick. Uh, do you think Damage Control wins the tag team titles on Friday? <sighs> no, I don't. Uh, that would be that would be a disservice to uh, Katana and Caden if they pulled him off so abruptly. Um, 
NXT wrestlers. I'll go with men's. Um, I feel like the women's Royal, Royal Rumble has the possibility of having at least five. Uh, but men's, I'll say just two. And it'll be some combination of Braun, Trick, and Melo for the men's Royal Rumble. The women's roster is deep in NXT, so I, I can see like five off top. Go to um, Royal Rumble? Yeah. I could see more than that, but no, I, I'd say like three. I I it They should have like a forbidden door thing where they do have, I mean, I don't think, I know we talked about it, and obviously Trin doesn't have the belt anymore, but seeing like Jordan Grace at the Royal Rumble would be pretty cool. Um, so you know, we'll we'll see how that all all goes. Um, questions will be answered. Questions will be answered on um, Saturday, not Sunday, according to Boober. Yeah. Um, uh, we talked about the NXT um, a little bit, but we have a new general manager on NXT. So, what did you think? I mean, wasn't she? This was kind of. I thought she was. So she's unofficial, now she's official. Is this kind of what the point of this was? I wonder what the what the end game with this here is, just because she's been kind of doing the managerial stuff for the past, it was like a month. And it's mm -hmm. great to see William Regal back on television. We know uh, how his exit went with AEW and how he was kind of kept on ice in a, uh, not a board role, but like a backstage role. But he's mm -hmm. back in NXT. Looks like he'll be on screen a lot more now. But Ava is your new or your official NXT GM, which is probably the youngest, a good, the youngest ever. So, yeah, it's probably a good landing spot for her because I know they were still she's probably still training at the PC, working out mm -hmm. the wrestling skills. But this allows her to kind of still be on screen and on your mind mm -hmm. while still getting the reps, which is pretty good. I think she's done a good role. Um with being like the advocate for Shawn Michaels' office, making matches. And this is probably a way brighter step, in my opinion, than everything she was doing in Schism. Like, if you can go back and start here, they should have done this before any of the Schism stuff. I mean, I think I, I yes and no. I feel like this role is definitely, definitely fits her at this particular moment. Um, but... I mean, you have to test things. I feel like if they started her here, then there'd be more questions as to why isn't she, you know, a wrestler? Why isn't she doing this? Why is she doing that? So where it's like, you've tested it. Um, you know, they might have deemed like, we still need to work some kinks out. We want to bring you properly or we haven't figured out whatever or whatever those conversations um, are um, or were. And so now it's just like, they've landed on this for now. I just kind of, I remember, I think it was like Brandy Rose when she was talking like way back when um, we had her on the show. Uh, this was before AEW and stuff like that, how um, she had a desire to be a wrestler and they made her um, a commentator or a, um, a ring announcer. And, you know, it's just kind of like, this is where they see them going, but they want to do this. So I'm kind of curious as far as Ava's concerned, is like, does she, because sometimes I, I forgot what interview I, I saw um, where, it was with Brandy Rose and she was talking to somebody else. And the question was, um, how do you know that you really want to be a wrestler opposed to an interviewer or a ring announcer? And Brandy said that, um, you know, do you, if you really, 
like love the cheers and all this other stuff, then your desire is to be more of a wrestler. So I really want to like see like where Ava Rain is coming from as far as like, you know, is this what she, is she comfortable in this role where she's still in front of the camera, she's still doing things or does she really want to, you know, do what her dad did and be on that level? Cause that in itself is still a lot of pressure. You're yeah. still the rock's daughter. So. Still very young. So at the very least, like this allows you to take the time you need to kind of fill out both roles and still maybe train uh, on the side without the expectation of being an in-ring performer, especially being an in-ring performer in this era where it seems like there's so many people coming up the pipeline for the mm -hmm. NXT Women's Division. So mm -hmm. Instead of getting lost, it's like you have a role that keeps you on television all the time until yeah. it's your turn. Um, Bosa saying, I hope this is a short-term thing. I mean, um, did they create this role just to keep her on TV when they realized the wrestling thing wasn't going to work outside, uh, despite her being a third-generation personality? Um, I mean, what, I mean, I think there's obviously a lot of stuff going behind the scenes that we we don't know of. Um, Bobby saying, it's it's great to see William back on NXT. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, what do we got next? So let's uh, let's go back and talk about some John real quick. John was recently on the Impulsive Impulsive podcast with Logan Paul. If you haven't seen the tweet stuff like that, he's trying to figure out his exit strategy. But he revealed that he wants to retire by the age of fifty. He said, "I made a promise to the consumer early on to WWE fans because I know how tough it is to be a fan. You got to come out of pocket, and WWE has a ton of content. It takes a lot to be a passionate fan, and our fan base is passionate and global." I never wanted to go out there just for the sake of going out there. And I'm going to be 47 this year. I feel great. So inside, I feel great. But I know what it takes to be a WWE former night in and night out. Now, ever want to just go out there and do it just to do it. I want to have the passion, the same passion as the fan base. And I want to give them exactly what they gave me. The miles on the speedometer say, hey, that's got to be done before 50. And that's the timeline he's put on himself. And he actually told that to ET Entertainment um, tonight. tonight. Um so just echoes a lot of things that people are seeing, which I think is actually more likely we see John on Saturday in some rumble capacity other than the rock. Because if so? he's put, yeah, if he if he's putting that kind of because he, he last wrestled when against solo in Saudi? Yeah, in October was it October. Yeah. So um he wants to still create memories and moments, and I think um that can be few and far between, but I think John can still tell a couple stories here in 2024, and I think that can start with the Royal Rumble. But him wanting to retire by 50, that's just him doing due diligence. Somebody who's been at the top of their game, a lot of people would consider the GOAT, uh, maybe a, probably a more larger-than-life athlete than Hogan in his era, all things considered, when it's all said and done. So I think that's good on him to want to make sure that he ushers in the new generation, wherever you stand on the side of things of him not really being able to elevate people by losing so much, he's still trying. He's still trying to go out there and give people the platform by being in the ring with John Cena, even at this stage of his career. Um, plus asking if he has a project in Hollywood. I mean, the way, I mean, I just saw a billboard um, with him on it. Uh, I think it was called Argyle. Um, so he's gonna be doing press for that. Who knows Who knows when he shot that because uh, we just came out the the writer's strike. Um, I mean, he has until 50. He's 47 now. So I, I think for me, it's one of those things that um, 
the last couple of times were just okay. So it's just kind of like it, if he is going to make that kind of like final round, I want the story to be believable. And yeah, you want to bring up the newer talent, but also um, you want to believe that he actually has a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like almost like what's the what's it's almost like what's the point? So you want to see him wrestle and that's great, but you also want to be able to remember the story. Um, and so I think they really need to find something that's going to work, work for him. Um, JD saying is JD. Yes, I agree. There's always another Fast and the Furious and spoiler alert. If you guys haven't watched 10, then like, I don't know what to tell you. Cause I think it came out like last year. Um, he kind of sort of died in it, but we didn't actually see him die. So Fast and the Furious to me is almost like super uh, like soap operas that he's going to pop up in one of them um so there's always something that's going to be happening like because when the, that scene that they showed it was like he was saying goodbye but i i, I feel like we're going to see him again in fast and furious but i don't think he's, it's going to be a big big role that they need him for month on end so um yeah i don't know uh, I, what do you think of this one bobby saying cena versus randy orton and i think orton just echoed something like that um recently that he's never had a chance to face John in a singles match at Mania. So if you want to do something like that, and that's John's farewell match, and that's cool because you have like two pillars of the company, two legends, two people that are the closest to the breaking the flare record than anybody else. Mm -hmm. So that's a good way to do it. But again, if you put Randy in that position, like that's not like edge and shame to me. That can't just be a singles match. You have to have some type of title involved. So somebody else gets, Closer or breaks the record. I don't know, I'm trying to visualize it because, but what makes it um, what makes it interesting and not interesting at the same time is his movie career because you know that he's a he's like a part time wrestler anymore. He's like a part of a part time wrestler, like. Like there's no, so it, it's, it's kind of one of those things where it almost takes away the believability of it all. Like if he were to say, I want to retire before I'm 50 and at the age of, he's 47 now. So at the age of 47 and a half, he gives a year and a half to wrestling. Like he shot all the movies that he needs to shoot and a year and a half, not saying he's going to be wrestling for a year and a half, but a year and a half where it's like, I have nothing on the table except for wrestling and he can have two to three meaningful stories um, where we don't know if he, you know, he's gonna, there's a possibility of a championship and stuff like that. I think that's where the play is. But what takes away the magic of it all is the fact that like his full-time job is, uh, I, I think you guys got me for calling him a movie star. His full-time job is acting. So, you know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like, that's always going to come first per se. I'm not speaking for him. I'm just assuming. So that's, that's it. If he led with the caveat of, Hey, I've done all my obligations and I will no longer be acting for the next two years because I want to give you guys everything I have for wrestling because I'm going to be done at 50. Then that's, that's where the story starts and he can end the story like that. Yeah, I can see it. And now you can have your Randy Orton's and everybody else and all the kind of dream matches that you want to have. And then also 
the sprinkling in of the younger talent and, you know, the, the, ebbs, the ebbs and flows of that um, and having it make sense. Yeah. Uh, what else we got next? Well, speaking of stories, it seems that one person will not be able to tell theirs uh, this WrestleMania season, and that is one Cody Rhodes. It's being reported. Uh, this was Sports Illustrated. Um, post that multiple sources close to Triple H have indicated that Cody Rhodes will not actually headline this year's WrestleMania event, nor will he finish the story at WrestleMania. So that's going to ruffle a lot of feathers because people they feel like we've been planning this for the past year since he dropped to Roman at 39. But even today, it came out that plans internally look like Cody versus Punk which maybe that's on the heels of the great promo that happened Monday Night Raw this mm -hmm. past week. But I don't know. I, I feel like the story doesn't have to culminate at WrestleMania for it to make sense. He's only become a bigger star since losing. He's lost no momentum. The respect is still there. Everybody knows he's the guy. Still a great promo. Selling a lot of merch. Just got the cover of the video game where people know they want to finish the story. They're going to milk the hell out of this until they feel like it. So I don't think it's a bad thing. And it hasn't diminished Cody Rhodes' light at all that he's not a champion yet. I, I just, I agree with you. I just feel sorry. Like, it's just one of those things where, um, I mean, the, the X of it all, it's like, that's what people talk about. It's like, oh, he's not going to get to finish his story. And it's like, well... I mean, he's not he he's not like Cena or you know the 50 50 percent of the rock. Like he's in it to win it as far as WWE. How old is Cody? Like he has time to finish. Like, does the story have an expiration date? Like, why does he have to finish the story this year? Cody is 38 years old. So give or take let's say, because a lot of wrestlers are, re are wrestling past their 40s. So give or take, he 38, let's say 43, between 43 and 45, he'll probably start slowing down. That that sounds reasonable. So he has time. Yeah. The goal has to be multiple title reigns as well as a result of this. And I think they're building up him to be a player that you expect at the main event uh, level of competition like all the time. Uh, Bosa echoing, echoing the same thing. Cody has time to finish it. I think people want him to finish it because uh, we're getting exhausted with Roman two belts. I'm okay. Has it? Because now they just added multiple layers because you have three challengers and now you're having the the tug of war with the new GM, Nick Aldis. They're telling more stories with Roman. It's just because we don't see him every week that we don't realize that they're telling those stories. Right. And then we have, I, I don't know if you want to jump to this, um, the tweet with Zilla. Oh, yeah. So, because you have multiple, so you you have with, with Roman Reigns, and it's not just, which what I do like, the fact that, the fact that he's not there, just like you were saying, <laughs> said, it's like they have multiple stories. And <laughs> it's like, the, that family is just, every time I see Rikishi's uh, social media, it feels like he has another son. Like, <laughs> there's just so many of them and uh, um i mean obviously wwe's not going to sign the whole family but there's younger ones that are coming up and there are ones who've been in the game for a while that you can add to to the story as well 
Um, and the thing I like about the fact that Roman is not there every week is that they're still telling the story with him not being there, which is still brilliant, brilliant on the writers. Like it doesn't, he doesn't have to be there in order to tell the story and they have multiple different stories. So I think people are getting tired. They might want to see something else, but this is a once in a lifetime thing. You'll never like, get this close again. You'll never get this. You'll never get this again. What other family has, what, what other family has so many family members that you cannot, you legitimately cannot keep count. You can't keep track of all of them. As far as like title reigns and the length of title reigns, like, and if the goal, if the rumors are true and the goal is to break Hogan in September, I, I don't think there's any way you can do uh, Backlund or Bruno, but you'll never get this close again to Eclipse 3 because in the social media age where everything, where attention spans are completely short and people want new stuff all the time, I can't see there being this length of a title reign. So while you're here, you kind of got to write it out. You kind of got to like mm -hmm. see it through. And I think it that's what a lot of people don't understand that you got it, that you're not going to have another guy that you want to put the belt on for three years and say, hey, like, we're, this is what we're doing. And it's still captivating for those first year and a half to two years. Yeah. We're not going to see, uh, I highly doubt we'll see another version of this in our, uh, in our, in our, adult lifetime before we become grandparents that's 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 what like maybe by a time where we can't see properly and um you know we're headed into the nursing home that's when you might have you may have another version of this and that's a very because you're adding so many there's so many elements to it that weren't even planned out you know what I'm saying? Like the whole family element is one thing that you can't even like whether whether a wrestling family has that type of lineage. Like this, so it's like a once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. Like this is stuff in generations to come, um, which leads us to uh, Zilla. Do you want to take a talk about that? So yeah, it's actually a pretty cool thing that came about today. It was reported that. Um, Zilla's getting ready to take on Mr. Anderson uh, real soon. You see in the Big Apple, um, what's the date? Uh, Friday, November 1st. So later this year. And it's interesting because back in 2009, Umaga wrestled his final match against Mr. Anderson. And in 2024, he'll actually wrestle his son. So kind of a full circle moment. And if you've been following Zilla on social media, he has a very trial story now getting into wrestling, honoring his father. But that's a really... That's a that's a big feather in the cap mm -hmm. to kind of follow in your father's footstep and kind of wrestle the last person that he took on in in-ring competition. So pretty sure that would be a big moment and they'll build it build to it the right way. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, his his story, his story is amazing. And um, he has made mention of obviously wanting to go to WWE, but he he's also said that he wants to take his time and really kind of get the craft before you know, that opportunity presents itself. So, I mean, there's just so many different, there's so many different layers. Um, so definitely shout out to him. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, uh, anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Actually, did you guys talk Seth yet? Or? We have not. So everybody knows the news about Seth Rollins tearing his MCL, also tearing partially of his meniscus. What it seems like right now is that the surgery route is on the back burner, which 
I think a lot of people were, were like wondering how it's going to work because the recovery time is like three to four months for that. Mm-hmm. And you really have to be on your grind with um, your rehab, if that's the case. But it looks like the option is going to be for rehab because the ACL is completely intact and they feel like the MCL is going to heal with time. So Seth seeing is he actually spoke with Daniel Cormier this month, former UFC fighter, that they dodged a bullet with the ACL. He's going to take it day to day, but he's going to try to be back within a month because he doesn't want to walk into WrestleMania and that be his first match. So he wants to actually wrestle a couple matches just to test everything, make sure they're good. So he's good for WrestleMania. So that's actually very shocking that they're not even going to try to operate on either one. Just try to strengthen everything around it, see how it works, um, test it against running and strength. And then from there, um, maybe wrestle one or two matches on live television to see if you can. I think that's a very interesting decision right there because these are ex- these are unreal athletes, but still, I, I feel like you wouldn't want to do long-term damage to anything just for one night. Right. Um, I mean, it depends. I mean, it just depends on the, obviously the wear and tear. Like I feel like when he doing that, but then also not having the rigorous schedule that they typically do, um, you know, it might be more beneficial. Like I think of like the elite basketball players and football players, not so much like runners and stuff like that, but it's kind of like they do that type of rehab and like their skills intact because they haven't been out for so long and they do that type of rehab and they only come out like on the bigger, like the things that the games that make like matter. Um, but like for the little stuff, like, you know, preseason stuff like that, they don't, they don't touch it. So, um, and I don't know. I, I, as far as Bosa said, Bosa saying Seth and WWE are stubborn. I mean, you still have to get clearance from the doctors. And yeah, um, I don't think his paycheck changes if he's injured. I think Seth def- definitely wants to to um, be a part, be a part of of it. But I don't think the risk of him like tearing something so he can never walk those those are not those those things are not in the discussion. So it's more of a matter of we strengthen everything around it. You do this match and we'll test it again to see if you actually really need to go get surgery or it's like, okay, we'll get surgery on this date. Um, so, you know, given the doctors and stuff like that, I think, I think it's, it's, it's okay. Like I've, I've run on torn hamstrings before. They wrapped me up literally from my knee to my hip. I tore one and I tore the other one and I still, and they, they told me that I should get surgery. And I never did. It took me about three years to like actually walk properly after I retired, but yeah, no, I was, I'm not. And you know, I want to say I'm fine. Yeah. There's a way around it. They're going to find it, but if there's, I, I, they're gonna do their due diligence. It's just the long-term implications of what is what like makes me a little hesitant for things. Also, with Seth's style, in let let let's say in a hypothetical scenario that he was supposed to take on Punk, you would imagine that Seth is supposed to carry Punk in that match, right? If that's the plan you have, then that's not gonna happen. You can't. You wouldn't be able to. Um, so I, I think it definitely changes their mania plans, 
But I just hope he doesn't do anything where it's like has long term implications or it worsens it outside of the rehab. It worsens it trying to do those one or two matches before I get wanting to test it. But if the plan is mania and the goal is to walk in as champion, you should probably just hold off altogether until we get there. Tell mania. Yeah. Well, I mean, he said he wants to test it before we get there, but that might be what two shows like I don't think he's talking about. Because Mania's in April. Yeah. So February. Yeah. So we're looking maybe we're looking at maybe two to three shows. He takes February off. Probably takes part of. Yeah. Because we're already in February. Basically. Like, so if he takes February off and then shows up mid-March, um, then that's what we're looking at. Um. Bobby asking thoughts on Thunder Rosa Red Red Velvet. I feel with Red Velvet, um, they need to figure out what like she's a credible talent. And I mean, I think we talked about this with AEW for a minute. Um, they need to figure out what to do with her, and I don't think they've quite figured out what to do with her. Um, and Thunder Rosa has kind of sort of rebranded herself. Um, a little bit, um, especially with all the drama that happened, which nobody's really kind of talked about. Um, obviously, it wasn't that bad because she's still with the company. So, um, yeah, I think Thunder Rosa is going to go over um, just because I just feel like they haven't been doing Red Velvet justice. Boza asks, I would have thought Damien would have cashed in. I wonder if Seth's injury messes up whatever plans they had for that case. I still feel like he's cashing it in in Australia. That's just me. You think so? Yeah. Uh, Eric's saying uh, Rosa uh, versus Velvet's going to be I, – no, I think it's going to be good, but I think Thunder Rosa's going to go over. Um, Bosa saying Thunder Rosa, it feels like a random match. Um, so the fake TK <laughs> – I love the fact that you say fake TK, Bosa. It tickles my heart a little bit. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. What today is? Today is what? Yeah, today is Wednesday. Um, uh, anything else? Oh, you want to talk about Charlotte? Yeah. So if you guys are um, injuries. Yeah, she, she has to be posting this on like on her IG. Um, but that stuff is up. wild. Um, mm -hmm. You have the video? Mm -hmm. I'm going to pull it up in a second. Yeah. So there's a viral, not a viral video, but Charlotte had surgery, what, maybe two weeks ago? Maybe mm -hmm. we're between two and three. And she's already training at a high level. So just to put this in perspective. When you, you tear your ACL, LCL, MCL, tore all the major ligaments in your knee. Just for ACL protocol, you usually have your leg locked up and mobilized for like six weeks. You do like more lifts from the hip, things to try to get your quad activation back. And then you work on things to um, get flexion, knee flexion. So being able to bend it forward and actually um fully straighten out so you activate your quad the fact that she's already doing this that is a she's balancing right there no brace able to squat i'd say that's probably what like 20 to 30 degrees mm -hmm. a little above 90 it's an insane it's insane already working with the bfr blood flow restriction by the way within two to three weeks that's insane for any athlete, that's insane. Like, and I'm talking about just from experience from ACL. She's torn all three major ligaments. Unheard of. 
crazy. Unheard of to have this level of strength and recovery already. I don't, I don't uh, do you anyway. think that's, yeah, do you think it's for me? I, I mean, more, that's impossible. More that's impossible. Like for, for even your remote, for, for hardcore sports fans, if people remember the NFL season where Adrian Peterson came back in like nine months and still led the league in rushing from ACL surgery, I'd say nine is the best uh, possible outcome. It wouldn't be anything shorter than that. Well, kudos to her, kudos to Seth. Um, what I do like about all this talk and chatter is that nothing i mean last year was unpredictable as well but this year it definitely seems even more like um i think um not josiah posted a tweet today that was that kind of said let me see if i can find it oh, um, i think you know what i'm alluding that um wrestling is still fun when you don't pay attention to leaks and spoilers correct. like that or it's the problem yeah yeah um so yeah, Josiah uh, Williams says, professional wrestling is so much fun when you stop listening to rumors and seeking out spoilers and just watch, I promise you. Um, so I really like that's, I, I, that's, that's kind of sums up 2024 to start with, where it's just kind of like we're at this point where we can't predict anything yet. It's good to like know, you know, how long it's going to take for somebody to be out for and stuff like that. But yeah, I couldn't, this WrestleMania is going to be even more insane than, than last year. Um, so, and that's a good, I think it's a good place to be in. Yeah, I agree. You can't really, I, I think there's less than eight confirmed participants in both Royal Rumble. So the heightened awareness around like who might be a surprise, who's going to show up on Saturday. That's what makes the Royal Rumble fun. Agreed, agreed, agreed. With that being said, anything else you want to cover? Oh, so I got. Are you ready to hit them streets with the with the with the turtleneck, the turtleneck outfit, <laughs> cross be hanging? Perhaps, perhaps. Just, just saying. Seth's about to pound the streets. This is one thing is not a spoiler is that WWT, the entire crew, will be in Tampa for the Royal Rumble. There's that. There is that. We're going to be several places this year. All a lot of different projects. Uh, we uh, be on the lookout. I think on Monday, um, we're partnering with the company, so that's going to be dropping. So, and it's the benefits are going to go to you guys who are watching. So definitely be um, just in time for WrestleMania. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um, but with that being said, where can people find you and your turtleneck? You can find me on X at said says that's C-E-W-D underscore S-A-Y-S on the gram at said is the answer uh, on this platform. I write for here as well as daily Uh There should be some rumble content coming soon. And you can also check out any journalism stuff on my website, cedricdwalton.com. Check out the gimmick infringement podcast. I had the pleasure of doing a podcast with some uh, gents that I met here in the WWG oh, nice. chat, Tyler and Brad. And that was a very yeah. fun podcast. We talked everything wrestling sports my alma mater as well as detroit pistons it was a very fun time checked it out ah did you talk about your party days in arizona no not that oh, okay. <laughs> not that they actually will be on the show on on friday too so that's gonna be great 
So uh, with that being said, you can follow me on everything at TK Trinidad. Make sure you check out WW Talk Pod on everything at WW Talk Pod. Uh, with that being said, thank you guys so much for watching Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Till next time, guys. Ciao. What's up, everybody? It's the hottest flame, Kiera Hogan, period. And you're watching Women's Wrestling Talk.